Ladies and gentlemen, you're simply the best. For this is a Fred Daly Productions podcast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Better than all the rest. Yeah. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Disembodied voice of Kendall Richardson. And I am the solo face of a Michael Lister. <laughs> yes, and you are now experiencing, of course, a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of two voices, but one face. Yep. So I'm talking to myself, am I? Yeah, two voices. Hello? 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 Jimmy Cricket? Is- Jimmy Cricket? I'm your conscience. Oh, no. This is your conscience speaking. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of fitting. Being a woman. <laughs> Being a woman. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, apologies, folks, um, that are watching the stream. Um, shout out to Cactus Bunch if you're with us. Um, uh, yeah, I'm having camera issues and couldn't fix them in time to go live, unfortunately. So, apologies. Um, so that's why you're just looking at Mike's lovely face right now. Um, but that's perfectly fine. I'm still here and you can hear me. So <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes. Uh, so at least, yes, we're here this week. And of course, Fulia, as you can see, is also not here, but she's actually not here. Um, yes, <laughs> she's doing the hockey thing as she will be for the next little while. Um, mm. so it's just going to be Mike and I for a bit now, but, um, you know, as we like to say in the show, that doesn't mean that Fulia is not contributing to the podcast. She is still very much, pre- very much present uh, and involved in in the show, as you will see very shortly. Um, yes, cool. But yeah, I guess with that said, maybe I'll just segue right into the weekly watchings with Fulia. Um, may as well keep going. Um, cool. So. Uh, weekly watchings Fulia says in the last couple of weeks I've managed to watch a few movies starting with still a Michael J Fox movie which was a really interesting watch Michael is such a strong person and the fact that he continues to live life to the fullest is just awesome to see I highly recommend checking it out Uh, last week I was coerced (laughs) hilarious I was coerced to watch the 2016 live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows film just to see how bad the visual effects were compared to the 90s versions when they uh, had the Jim Henson company make the turtles practical. Aesthetically, the 90s movies were more visually appealing, but at least I got to see Brian Brian T. portray the titular villain Shredder um, in Out of the Shadows, which was fun, I guess. 10 out of 10. Wouldn't recommend. Um... Fulia, you're listening, which you probably are because you're editing editing this because you're amazing. Um, Out of the Shadows is the second of the Michael Bay uh, 
movies. There's a previous one to this, so just to mm. just to let you know, there's another gem for you out there uh, to watch. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, uh, she says, and to round off the weekend, I had a mini movie marathon on Disney Plus. I watched Enchanted and Disenchanted. The first film is definitely better. Uh, then it's sequel. Amy Adams is such a delight on screen, and the songs are very catchy. A bit of a mixed bag of watchings, but still good. Oh, and I just finished watching Shrinking, and boy, did it end on one heck of a cliffhanger, pun not intended, if you've seen the show. Wow, all right. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, Fulia. Um, that's great. I've been meaning to watch the Michael J. Fox movie um, still, because I keep seeing ads for it, um, and it, yeah. We love we love Michael J. Fox, of course, because we're you know not stupid, um, and he's an amazing person. So it'd be really cool to see see this stucco because um, or movie it looks really good. So I'm glad I'm glad you watched it for you. Um, all right, I'll shut up for a couple of minutes, Mike. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, tell us all what you've been watching. Uh, yeah, just to piggy piggyback off uh, fully, I did watch um, Still as well. Uh, the Michael J. Fox movie, and it's it is a very interesting doco slash movie about his life because it doesn't really um, rely on um, like interviews from other people. Which um, going into it, I was a little bit surprised, but it actually makes up with um, of Michael actually telling his story. And the visuals of it are definitely interspliced with um, things that they filmed for for this doco, as well as uh, movie uh, movie clips as well. So there's definitely a good like narrative-driven sort of visual element that it has that uh, I I really enjoyed. Yeah. And yeah, and the inspiration that he he had um, uh, just going through it just talking about what uh, what his battles are from day to day, especially uh, nowadays, where uh, he's sort of more, more focused on the other end of his life, uh, dare I say. There's no real... Um, uh, there's, there's no real melancholy that it has. It, it, it's sort of a, a little bit more of an inspiration than a, than a sad, sad story, oh, which I actually do... Which I actually do say in the trailer as well. It's like, uh, this is like the sad bit where Michael Michael realised that he's got Parkinson's and he needs to feel sorry for himself. So he says, "Well, yeah, the, well, that's boring though." <laughs> um, and as people who su- do suffer from um, Parkinson's, it's it, it doesn't define you, and no. the, you can definitely see like the sort of. The strive that he has, and all throughout his career, as well as his life, like afterwards, where he has to dial it back, and he was only like voiceover artist, and now he can't really do that anymore because it's still a struggle, and and still still dealing with it. So I do recommend that if you if you if you're out there, and it's a good recommendation for that one. Nice. Um, also, I will mention uh, the reason why we couldn't really do last week is because I got COVID for the first time. Mm. Yeah, three and a three and a half years <laughs> of of dodging it, and it, it got me. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have children. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got it from my children. You get all, yeah, you get all their diseases. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, fun. So much fun. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I had to tackle that. I only had really one bad day, and unfortunately that was recording day, mm. um, uh, which which was good because I was expecting like a couple of days of just just lying in bed, just, you know, feeling sorry for myself and just couldn't lift my head. I, but I only had one day of that, which... Uh, I do think that I got vaccinated like four times. So, mm. so yeah, uh, get your vaccinations. They work. Mm-hmm. And the bounce back was, was even remarkable from my, from my wife. It was like, yeah, only really had one bad day. It's like, yeah. And, and it just became irritable for the rest of the day. Because I, I didn't have snotty nose or anything. Like that. I just had the fatigue. Yeah. And it was great. And, yeah, with that... I didn't really watch much. Um, I watched Willow, the movie, uh, uh, before, and I tr- uh, and I tried a couple of the episodes before it got shit canned from Disney Plus. But we'll talk about that later. Mm. And yeah, and uh, I tried <laughs> in my weakened state. It's like you know what, I'm, I'm I'm sort of out of my mind, and I need to like not focus but focus on stuff so i tried to start watching parks and recreation ah yeah it didn't work ah. <laughs> it's like this isn't funny i'm not funny yet i'm not really i'm not really having a good time i thought i was going you know my brain was at all i thought i was going to laugh more but uh, i don't like these characters yet as you said, Kendall. Yeah. So maybe next time. Maybe next time. Just start. Just skip uh, season one. Just start on season two. Like, I, I can't do that. I'm a completionist. But like, season one is like less than three hours of your time. Like it is. Yeah, but literally. I do have so so my, so sweet, so quick. My time is precious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says by having like a couple of days of ISO. Anyway, um, yeah, and other otherwise. <clears throat> um, been watching my Barry. I'm really enjoying Barry, and this week it'll be the final episode of the entire thing. Ooh. And uh, I'm expecting. Um, I don't know what to expect. It's it's definitely a, a a series that has a lot of surprises that still has in store, and there's still just one more episode left, and and and. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to describe because it's it, it, this see this season in particular started off like Barry with at these lowest of lows, and um, and then all of a sudden things happened and I can't really explain. It's it, it's pretty hard. So I do recommend Barry, and probably after this uh, I'll start watching Succession ah. because that's having. That's having its finale uh, this week it's as well. Just so, ended, yeah. Yeah, so uh, having a choice between one or the other, and I chose Barry, so it's going to be a succession next. Nice. Yeah, and of course Ted Lasso. Yes. Which which was uh, I I always say for last because it's usually my my happy feel good, except for this particular episode. <laughs> 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 I was sad. Mm. Anyway. 
What about you, Kendall? Do you like sad? <laughs> Do I like sad? I like, I like some sad things, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. Um, having a good cry is always nice. Um, mm. So, yes, me. Um, the last couple of weeks has been a lot of, lot of things to talk about in terms of watching things. Um, but what shall I mention? Okay, well, I started watching uh, the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix. Um, season seven just uh, dropped a couple of weeks ago and I finally got around to starting it. I've seen the first three episodes and I've already cried multiple times, as is standard. Um, especially, I think it was episode three was the last one I watched. I was bawling, like, most of the time. It was so... Oh, my God. It's just wonderful. That bad, was it? <laughs> yeah. Bad's totally the word for it. No, 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 no. No, the furthest thing Bad from... Bad isn't good. Like, it's just remi- making me... Th- it's funny because it just makes me think back to 2020 because that's when I first started watching Queer Eye. Um, and that was, like, one of my comfort shows during lockdown. And, uh, yeah, so it's taking me back to that time a bit. Um, but in the nicest of ways, of course. So lovely to see all the boys again uh, watching that. Um, one really cool thing I've started uh, re-watching um, with my f- my friends that I do, that I have done, sorry, uh, the Avatar uh, and uh, Korra wa- uh, re-watches and Vox Machina. We did all of those. So now we are uh, up to watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. So we're out of the animated world. We're into some live action. Um, and yeah, and so two, two out of the three of us, myself included, have already seen this, um, before I watched it as it aired and really loved it. Um, it's amazing and very underrated and more people should watch it now, especially that all seven seasons are on Disney plus. Um, and one of, one of my, my friends out of the three of us, uh, she hasn't seen it at all. So watching her react to everything has been quite entertaining, um, I get to be on the other side of that now, which is fun. Um, but it's really good to rewatch it because a lot of people had a criticism of the first season saying it was like too many bottle episodes, didn't know where it was going, what it wanted to be, blah, blah, blah. It just didn't, it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And then they all stopped watching and then the Winter Soldier twist happens and then everything, like all hell breaks loose and turns the show upside down in the best way possible. And, um, a lot of people had stopped watching by that point, which is annoying. But these first episodes before that, that I, where I'm up to, are actually not as bad as people make them out to be. Like, I'd gotten in it, it gotten in my head that even though it's been 10 years almost since I watched them, for some reason, you know, you hear people say things about, you know, something repeatedly and it just gets in your own head about it. Like, oh, you've, oh, now I think this way because of all these people, but it's actually not true. They're actually quite good. <sighs> so, yeah. So it's been really fun getting to um, hang out with Agent Coulson again. Um, uh, we literally just got up to the episode where Bill Paxton joins the show. So um, I squeed seeing the late, great Bill Paxton on my screen again. Always, hmm. always a joy. Um Speaking of long-running superhero shows, um, one of the most interesting decisions I made this week was to watch the last uh, few episodes of The Flash. 
So the Flash, the CW Flash, the last of the uh, Arrowverse shows just finished uh, its ninth season, its final season this week. And there'd been some talk on the internet about, you know, it actually like getting back to being good again because I stopped watching after the um, they did the crisis crossover and you know because I'd gotten everything I needed to get out of that storyline and they you know they did everything they needed to do and I like the quality of the show just for me dipped off afterwards Um, but as it turns out yeah they they actually came back and in this last season with some pretty good stuff at the beginning, at first, we watched the last five episodes. The first of those five uh, saw the return of Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen, which was excellent. That was a really good episode. Um, and then the f- next one after that brought back um, the kind of brought the whole, um, you know, the one night that kind of defines Barry's life, which is the death of um, his mum. They brought that back and kind of brought it full circle a bit with some time travel stuff going on. And that was really good. And then the last three were just nah. <laughs> Literally two hours of our lives we're never going to get back. Um, they were trying some interesting ideas and weird ways of bringing... Like, they they literally, like... Did you watch the Crisis crossover, Mike? I can't remember. Well, I still haven't. Okay. I won't. Well, I can't. I won't say what I'll say just in case. But anyway, they undid something that happened in the Crisis crossover, just just so they could do a, a certain th- couple of things, and it was like, uh, I don't know. So, and they made like they brought back a couple of characters that were cool, and one and one of them I was like, oh, this is great, and then they kind of went in a weird direction with them, and I I didn't know how to feel about that either. So it was just yeah, didn't stick the landing, unfortunately. It did not stick the landing, so... But oh well, it's done now. I guess I stopped watching it for a reason. Um, that's fine. Hmm. That's fine. But it was nice to, to go back into that world for a bit and see what was what and just to have a, a reminder of how good Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin are at their roles that they played as uh, Oliver and Barry because they were, they're the highlights, seeing the two of them. Um, very good, very good lead actors. Uh, and then the last thing I'll mention before we move on um, is I went to the movies today and I saw Renfield. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing I've been doing lately with the Marvel movies and that's getting my expect like my expectations too high. Um, it's good. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll watch it again. It just... <laughs> didn't go quite as I don't know I can't find the right words without spoiling it but I don't know I there wasn't enough for me that anyway there wasn't enough um you know of Dracula and Renfield like the two of them together sort of getting up to shenanigans there was some of that but they did most of the movie is like you know, Renfield's already kind of already on the way out of being his familiar. So, which is not a spoiler because it's in the trailers. Um, mm. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of preamble to that. There was a little bit that was really interesting and really stylistically well done. But then, yeah, 
I don't know, they went into it and I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're here now. All right, that's fine. But it was really funny. I was laughing at a lot of the jokes and, and the dialogue and um, Ben Schwartz is in it and he gets to be one of the villains. And that was a lot of fun to watch him be this like bumbling idiot, you know, himbo monster person. Like it was quite amusing. Um, and yeah, like... Was it? What, was he playing a blue character? He wasn't blue. He wasn't blue. There's no blue. He was a blue. He was one of the blue ducks from from Ducktales. He was Sonic. He was, you know, he needs to be blue. He needs to be blue. No, he was. He had tattoos. That's about all. Were they blue? That's (laughs) were they blue? Um, but no, he was fun. Aquafina was good. Uh, but yeah, like Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage were really, really great. Nicholas Cage, like he went full cage. It was yeah. like, I'm sitting there watching him put, deliver these lines that on any other actor would just be, you know, standard maniacal villain kind of dialogue. But Nicholas Cage adds that cage element to it. That's just no one else does. Um, like he, w- it was like... Like, not to the extreme of face-off, but it was face-off adjacent, the kind of energy that he was bringing. So, I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching him. Mm. He was he was fantastic. Perfect Dracula. Very, very good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's enough from my weekly watchings. It's time now to get in to the weeks that were in the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, alright. It is nerdy news time. And unfortunately we have to start the show by getting a little sad. um, Because uh, we have lost... Uh, a couple of extremely talented entertainers over the last week or so that uh, we haven't been here. And um, I'm going to, of course, start by trying somehow to sum up and pay respects to the incomparable woman that was Tina Turner, um, Mm. who passed away this week at the age of 83. Um, Yeah. How do you even begin (laughs) to really, you know talk about how insanely amazing she was um i'll just start with just saying that um i recommend people watch the hbo documentary tina um it's on binge for those here in australia you can watch it um highly recommend it is a very much very much a all-encompassing view of her life from her beginnings um, mm. to the, you know, break her, the breakout of her career with Ike and then post Ike with Tina becoming Tina proper. Um, and then everything else that followed afterwards. Uh, and she's, you know, a big part of the documentary, like she's there, she's, you know, being interviewed and, and, you know, I learned so much about her when I watched it. Um, so I highly recommend if you, you want to get to know the real Tina as real as you can get, um, that would be my advice. Definitely watch Tina. Um, but I mean, you know, she was just, 
yeah, she was just insanely talented. Like, that voice is iconic, instantly recognizable wherever you hear it. Um, you know, the amount of hits, like, that she had, you know, you know, the best. It's not simply the best, it's the best. Um, you know, We Don't Need Another Hero, What's Love Got To Do With It, Proud Mary, River Deep Mountain High, and my favourite... Um, Nutbush City Limits, um, mostly because, and I didn't realise, <laughs> it's an Australian-only thing, the Nutbush dance. <laughs> the dance. Yeah. That we, we all do here in Australia. I didn't realise it was just us. Um, mm. So that that's something I, I learnt this week. I thought that was very funny. Um, I've been doing the Nutbush since the 90s. Uh, it's my favourite, like, you know, people do those dances at, at weddings like the Macarena and whatnot. But, like, when the nutbush comes on at a party, everyone's up. I'm up. Like, I'm just, I'm leading, I'm leading the charge. I'm, like, I'm obsessed. I love the, the nutbush <laughs> so much. And we have, we have Tina to thank for that because um, that's where she's from. So, um, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, her, her music was used in so many movies and TV shows. Of course, we have to, you know, as I already mentioned it, but, you know, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, where, you know, she was actually in that movie. She was a talented actress as well as a singer. So just all around amazing. Um, more recent years, of course, if you're a fan of Shit's Creek, you will know how the best was used in in that show in in. Uh, pun not intended here, but literally the best of ways um, hmm. to take an epic, epic song um, written by Bonnie Tyler and then turn it into this beautiful romantic kind of, you know, two act sort of punch thing um, with, you know, especially with a queer, a queer relationship on that show is just perfection and amazing. And we absolutely love it. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek, highly recommend. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tina was incredible and she went through so much in her life and came out, you know, even stronger um, after all the crap she had to endure when she was with Ike. And then she, you know, in her mid-40s, she she does What's Love Got To Do With It and Private Dancer happens and, you know, Mad Max. And it's just the 80s was just like Tina's time and then the 90s as well. Um yeah, so we all we all must now say goodbye to her. Um, it's very sad that she's left us, but you know, she's not going anywhere. She's still here. We, you know, him, mm. I've been hearing her music all week since the news broke, and we sold out of her CDs at work. People have been coming in for ev- everything that we've got, which is only fitting. Um, yeah, so we we will definitely miss you, Tina. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for your incredible gift and sharing it with the world um, and your strength and your courage as well. Just amazing. Um, Michael, um, do you, ha- do you have any, any, anything you want to share or your comments about the late, great, great Tina Turner's passing? Yeah, I think you might've covered it all, but yeah. Um, the thing about the nutbush and it being an only Australian dance is quite bizarre. Yeah. Really. <laughs> How uh, it just came, it just sort of manifested out of nowhere, really. It's just, it, it, it just started and then it was built upon, and then throughout the entire nation, everyone know, knows it. 
and she didn't know anything anything about it until she was actually told. <laughs> uh, it's like, and did you know that uh, in Australia we actually have a, our own dance routine for that? And it's like, oh, I did not know that. So that's definitely going to be passed down from generation to generation. Mm. It will be a lasting tribute to her, like forever. And she definitely had a uh, like a huge following in Australia as well. Mm. Uh, probably bigger than, than 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 most countries, which is quite interesting. Uh, may, maybe because of the Nutbush, and maybe because of um, Beyond Thunderdome. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be sad. I mean, she was. She was like the eighties, eighties mm. incarnate, and still, and still, still kicking strong. So, here's to you, Tina. Yes, you're here. Well said. Um, and then the other uh, very talented individual we have to say goodbye to this week is uh, an actor by the name of Ray Stevenson. Now, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with his name off the top of. Uh, your heads but you'll know some of the projects he's been involved with um, most notably for me anyway he was Volstag in the Thor movies um, in all three Thor movies uh, sorry I say all three without thinking about the fourth one for half a second that's very funny ha uh, <laughs> ha unintended burn um, <laughs> but yes Ray yeah Ray was Volstag and did a fantastic job portraying that character almost unrecognizable um, one of his breakthrough performances, of course, was in Rome, the HBO series in 2005, um, where he played Titus Pullo in that series, which then led him to uh, portraying another Marvel character. He was Frank Castle, the Punisher himself, in the second Punisher film that came out in the, the 2000s anyway, uh, Punisher Warzone. Mm. Um, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it's quite good. So, but he's, yeah, he's the titular Punisher in that. Um, what else? He was in the Three Musketeers movie that came out in 2011. He had a stint on Dexter. Um, he was in all the Divergent movies as well. Um, he played Blackbeard in Black Sails. Um, and then the other big nerdy thing, of course, he was a part of the Star Wars universe in Rebels and Clone Wars, he was the voice of Gar Saxon. And then, of course, uh, any other eagle-eyed Star Wars fans will realise he was actually going to be in... He is going to be... His last project is going to be uh, Ahsoka. Um, mm. You see him in the trailer that we got not too long ago, um, playing one of the... Um, uh, he's not... I don't think he's Sith, is he? He's just... Uh, like he's like an inquisitor or something. I think. It's a big question mark because yeah. their lightsabers are orange. Yeah, but the name of his character in Ahsoka is Balin Skull. So he's not reprising his character from the animated stuff, um, but he will be appearing as Balin Skull in this uh, in Ahsoka when it comes out later in the year. Um, so, yeah. We look forward to watching him in that. Um, yeah, very sudden passing. He was only 58 years old. Uh, no cause of death was announced either. Um, so, but it's just very shocking, very sad, especially for, you know, someone as prolific in the genre world as Ray was to see him uh, leave us too soon. Is Yeah, not 
not not good at all. Um, but you know, he leaves behind a fantastic filmography that we will cherish for many many years to come. And like I said, we look forward to seeing him in his final performance in the Soka later this year. Um, Michael, do you have any any thoughts on the late Ray Stevenson? Yeah, this was a surprise. I mean, uh, like I've known him for what you divulge definitely in the Thor um, quadrilogy as as well as the upcoming Ahsoka. And also, he's in a movie that I've been meaning to watch and been putting it off because it goes for three hours. I know what you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> R? R? R. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently he's in RRR. Mm. And... And I've been meaning to watch that. And it, this probably gives me a better incentive to actually watch it. Yeah. To, just, to, just to watch him and see what he does. And with the Ahsoka thing, um, I'm very uh, concerned, maybe, if his character um, is uh, an essential character for what they have planned for the future of... Um, these uh, the future of um, the Mandoverse, mm. the section that's in between, in in between um, uh, six and seven, mm. so of Star Wars. So oh, it's going it's going to be interesting and bittersweet when when you watch it. So For I'm sure. going to watch it anyway. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to hit different. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of what's going to happen. So, here's to you. Here's to you, Steve. Stevenson. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well said, indeed. Um, All right. Let's move on to some happier news. um, Because we finally have some release dates for some upcoming MCU projects. Uh, Most notably, of course, the one that I've been waiting on Tenderhooks for. Um, Loki season two will begin airing on Disney plus on the 6th of October. Mm. Um, so we'll start to get that around that time. Um, apparently there was a recent, uh, either investor call or a meeting or something where Disney showed off a trailer, um, for season two, um, that had apparently no Jonathan majors in it. So I found that really interesting whatever they're deciding to do about that situation. Um, but it's just nice to have a release date, finally. Mark mm. mark your calendars. Um, and then the interesting, the even more interesting thing is uh, we got a, a release date for Echo. Uh, so this is the uh, spin-off out of Hawkeye, um, starring, you know, Alakwa Cox as the titular character Echo. We, you know, she was one of... Wilson Fisk's, um, you know, I don't want to say underling, but, you know, she is very much more than that. Um, but, um, you know, she was a very intimidating and imposing character in the Hawkeye series with a very interesting and heartbreaking backstory. Uh, so, yeah, and this show is going to sort of be probably also a precursor to Daredevil Born Again, I would say, because mm. um, Vincent D'Onofrio is also going to be this and uh, Charlie Cox. I think as well. So, um, but the, I say interesting again, but it is interesting really because we're getting all 
of the episodes of Echo at one time. Um, they're dropping the entire thing on the... Where's the release date? Um, November 29. November 29. They're dropping the entire thing on us. Um, and that's the, f- the first time they've ever done that. So, yeah. So Loki will finish and then Echo will drop probably like the week after I, at this point. I, s- I smell something. You smell something? What do you smell? Yeah. What do you smell? I smell a little bit of desperation, maybe. Mm. <laughs> desperation? Go on. Wow. First time chucking everything all at once. Mm. That's a first. Do they have confidence in it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit concerning, isn't it? Mm. Or just very curious. Very interesting, very curious. Why are they doing this? Yeah. Um, Something to do with the what? Rider strike, maybe? I don't know. No, this... Well, actually, no, that's a good point. It could... It could. Well, I, I think it's wrapped, so maybe it doesn't. But I... No. I don't know. Oh, it's not wrapped? Sorry? Oh, no, it is. It is, okay. But... Um, I don't... Yeah, don't know why. Mm. Sh- surely... Surely... Considering that Daredevil... Well, I'm not sure if it's in, if that's going to be in the uh, news, but... Yeah, it's not, sorry. Uh, that Daredevil uh, has been postponed for a bit. Yeah, they stopped filming because of the strike. Mm. Yeah. So, surely... Everything that you have, you can stretch it out a bit because mm. we're going to be seeing repercussions of this for the for the rest of the year. And depending on if the writer's strike is still going on, like like the previous, it was like a it was like a hundred days. Yeah. And if they're not going to budge, then. Hmm. Yep. Interesting times we're going to have. Very much. American television is going to look like Australian television. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Barely nothing. Barely nothing. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. Uh, Any other thoughts, Mike, or shall we move on? Uh, No, I like to talk about Loki as well. I can't wait for Loki. Yeah, hell Uh, yeah. Loki is probably one of my favourite ones that actually come out because... It was a, it was like a Doctor Who season, and and I called the ending and, <laughs> because I'm so smart. Yes, and yeah, the Jonathan Majors thing, it's a bit. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Mm. But, I mean, they can do practically anything really because you're dealing with multiverse things, mm-hmm. and you can insert whatever. I mean. He did have a good role, mm. but we don't know what's going to happen. So, and we don't know where 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 this thing's going to go and how things are going to get affected. 
So can't wait for that. Mm. Was it October? October 6th. Yeah, just in time for Halloween. Yeah. And eight episodes or ten? Of Loki. Yeah. Um, what was last time? Last time it was only six. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we'll probably be done and dusted before before the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they put an echo is because they can't compete with like a 60th anniversary, mm-hmm. and you got Echo, who's you know Daredevil's girlfriend for a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're talking about the comics, so yeah, yes, that's, that's my that's my spiel. Nice, thank you. Nice, nice, nice. Um, nice. Nice. All right. Um, next up in the news, keeping in the TV zone. Um, Futurama's coming back. We already knew this, uh, but we finally have a date for when um, we'll start to watch it. So Futurama season 11, can you believe, um, will (laughs) be streaming here in Australia on Disney Plus in America on Hulu um, on the 24th of July. Um, So that's very exciting. They dropped a little announcement teaser trailer thing. to, to let the world know that this is the day to mark your calendars. Um, yeah, I, I myself personally probably won't watch only because I haven't seen, I never finished Futurama. Like I've never sat down and watched everything. Like I've, oh. I've seen most of season one um, and then a few random episodes here and there, but I've never, I never actually finished ever watching it. So I probably won't watch this. That's not to say one day I, I won't or I will, rather. But yeah. But, yeah, but, for, but I'm happy that it's coming back because I know a lot of people really love, like it has such a cult following. Um, and, you know, some people seem to kind of, as epic and, and iconic as The Simpsons is, like a lot of people seem to kind of like Futurama a bit more for its consistency and it's just craziness and, and whatnot, like just something a little bit different um and and a lot of fun there's some really good stuff in there um Hmm. so yeah so maybe one day i'll watch it but (laughs) regardless it's good news for futurama fans uh which you're missing out (laughs) you're 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 keen for season 11 michael oh yes you could say it's good news (laughs) (laughs) and um (laughs) give this man a job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Get this man a job. Yes, I'm going to take over Billy West. Uh, <laughs> no. He's still good. Um, yeah. he, he's essentially nearly all the cast, so he can't really yeah. Fr- Fries, Z- Zoberg, you know, all them. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this. I'm a big fan of um, uh, Futurama. And um, i just say you, you can jump in because uh, being like The Simpsons, it's... Uh, it's a television that was um, like syndication. Like mm. the universe basically resets itself after every episode, right. so you can like jump on it any, anywhere and anytime. Okay, it's like everyone's got their got their own favorite. So there's no real, there's no real like um, overall arching thing. Right. Um, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so it it'll be yeah, it'll be like television in the bygone era, you know, where everything 
where you can just chuck like an episode here, episode there. It doesn't really affect anything. It's like, oh, it's this episode. Yeah. So, and yeah, and you cry every time. Yeah. Yeah. You know that episode, don't you? I think I know. You, the one with the dog? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very famous episode. I, I am aware of it. Uh, yeah. Well, they sort of, yeah, yeah. Have those sort of episodes, so it's definitely like a precursor to like Rick and Morty and that. I mean, mm. uh, like Futurama walked while so um, Rick and Morty can swim mm. in plump in a plumbus, and <laughs> uh, you know Rick and Morty quote here. So I'm looking forward to it, and definitely going to be jumping right in. And nice. Yes. Can't wait! Can't wait to see him in the in the in the 30th century, 31st century. 31st century. Nice. Yes. Apparently, it's going to be taking place because usually they take they set it like the year that it comes out. Like uh, the last one was two like 2017, uh, two uh, 3012, and all that. So maybe this is going to be taking place in three thousand and 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 twenty three. So yeah, mm. so, who knows? And but they don't age because you know it's 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 the future. No one ages. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah, yes. But apparently, not to uh, go off topic, but there's go there's going to be a um a King of the Hill sort of reboot. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Thing. And they're going to age up the age up the people. Oh, they are. So they yeah. So they're going to be absolutely different because apparently the original concept of King of the Hill is they were go- the 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 characters were going to age with uh, within each season. So it will be like a um, like a live action sitcom, but. Uh, but with the added bonus of you, uh, characters not aging in animation, but they were going to deliberately ma- make them age. But the cost of like, like, like redesigning each year would be just absolutely insane. So they're they're going to be doing that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be. I cool. like I like uh, I like King of the Hill every now and again. Yeah, specific. Specific comedy. Specific comedy. I, yeah. Essentially, it's it's right wing comedy, but um, done well. Because hmm. Mike Judge always has that skirting like within the in between of like right wing and li- liberal sort sort of humor, and everyone can laugh at their own thing, mm-hmm. which is good. which is good. So yeah, Futurama can't wait. Nice and King of the Hill. Woo, sweet. Hell yeah! Yeah, who 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 would have thought that television would stand still for for thirty years? <laughs> I'm watching the same shit over and over and over. Yeah, what, nothing's new. Nothing's new. Everything new is, 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 is yeah. Everything old is new again, and yeah, it's uh, strange times we live in. And this is before the writer's strike. Oh lord. Mm. 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 And Stranger Things is is on hold too. It is, yes. Yeah. 
Yep. Yay and nay yeah. at the same time. Yay and nay at the same time. Yeah, it's a trick. These kids are getting older. It's a tricky spot to be in, isn't it? It's going to be in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. 93, and, and they're going to do, like, Jurassic Park shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And they're, it's like, you know, they're what, senior year at college or something. Col- no, or high school, whatever. I don't even know. College. How Oh, they're in, they'd be at college, probably. No, they'll then. be in college. They'll be in college by now. <laughs> by then. Yeah. Yeah, they would be. They're going to be yuppies. <laughs> you know, flip phones and... Tech yuppies. And <laughs> Dustin's already balding. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, we've got one more thing in the news to talk about. Uh, and that is uh, a very interesting thing. Speaking of Disney+. Plus. Uh, sort of. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that's about to leave Disney Plus for good. And, all, and have already left. And has already left, yes. Yeah, some A lot of this stuff is already gone. Because uh, I think it was uh, Friday was the last day um, mm. to watch. Um, May 26th was the, I think, the cutoff date for all this stuff. So it's already all gone. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the big things, of course, was the uh, that people were a bit upset about, um, which was Willow. Um, mm. So that's the, the, you know, the series that recently, uh, you know, came came back, you know, continuation of the, the film from the 80s that was, um, you know, received... I thought, like I said initially when we talked about being cancelled, I thought it was received rather well, but apparently not because they cancelled it. And now it's not even on Disney Plus anymore. Um, a lot of the titles that left are Hulu titles as well. Um, so that's part of the reason, I guess. I'm not really sure why, to be honest, they've, they've done this. Um, they got rid of the recent Cheaper by the Dozen remake. The one and only Ivan, which was one of the... Um, Lockdown movies they put out which with Brian Cranston that wasn't too bad that's gone now. Um, Man and his monkey. Yeah, Artemis Fowl's gone. Um, well, yeah, which is fine I guess because apparently it wasn't good. <laughs> um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers gone. Mm. They removed that. The world according to Jeff Goldblum that is the saddest thing of all of these for me uh, and for Fulia who had this to say, um, I'm so sad to see the world according to Jeff Goldblum on this list. It means that we won't be getting any more seasons of it. And I love that show so much. Yeah. I'm also very sad. It was a fun, fun and quirky documentary where you get to hang out with Jeff Goldblum for a few hours. And as he like sees the world through his eyes and, um, it's just a ton of fun. Um, so very disappointing to see that that's gone as well. Um, the Right Stuff, which was a series based on the book, which was based on the real life beginnings of the Mercury program at NASA in the 60s. I, I watched that show. That was all right. Um, what else is here? There's a massive list. They removed like 70, 80 plus titles. Those are the big ones that I can see they got rid of. They got rid of a lot of adult content as well, like live action shows. A um, bunch of documentaries on like 9-11 and World War Two. A lot of the National Geographic stuff is gone as well. Um, so yeah, 
very frustrating to see that they've done mm. this. It doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's not like it's a right issue. It's they've they've decided to just remove them. I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's probably collated from a list of the least watched stuff. Maybe I don't know. Um, and that's the problem. They don't really give their numbers. Exactly. So exactly. We don't know what's popular or not. That's right. Um, yeah, let me see if I can... This article has a reason. They said, we Disney Disney said, uh, we're in the process of reviewing the content on our direct-to-consumer services uh, to align with the strategic changes in our approach to content curation. Um, mm. Disney is the latest media company to purge content from its streaming platforms and a cost-cutting measure as the industry is rethinking costs and strategy in that arena with a renewed focus on profitability. Um, I mean, obviously, previously, uh, you know, Warner Brothers removed a bunch of stuff from HBO Max, um, and they are, they've now rebranded it as Max. So that's a whole other kettle of fish that we've I think we've talked about before on the show. But yeah, mm-hmm. they don't really say exactly why. There's just as part of like cutting costs or something or other, saving money, blah blah blah, money blah blah blah. Disney has all of the money. I don't know why they're doing this anyway. That's my thoughts. Michael, do you have any comments on, on the removal of all of these titles? Any of them ones that you'd seen or? Um, well, there was one that was on the chopping block and they <clears throat> decided not to because there was a huge backlash. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of them was actually a documentary about, uh, 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 what's his name? What's his name? Um, hmm. Uh, it was a documentary called Howard. Um, it, and that's one that I've seen. Mm. It, it's about uh, oh, what's his what's his name? I'm sorry, uh, no. Howard uh, Howard Ashman, who was the composer uh, of. Um, of uh, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Little ah, Mermaid. Ah, okay. He, yeah, and it was talking about his story, how he he was like an up-and-comer, like uh, Broadway um, uh, music maker. He actually wrote uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. Like, all the way back then. And right. so, and he actually uh, died, uh, spoiler alert, but he died, Spoiler alert! It's his life. Um, <laughs> he 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 died of um, uh, AIDS because he he yeah. was a, a open gay gay man, and he didn't actually get to see. Um, uh, I think it was Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin when they came out because he was still working on them uh, all through all through his sickness. So, wow. and they were going to like get rid of that. And a lot of people had a huge bee in their bonnet because, um, if you don't know, in a week, well, well this week, uh, the Little Mermaid has come out. Yeah. And so, and so they're saying, well, you are quintessentially making money off his back, like right now. So surely still having this documentary up while pe- people are rediscovering like the little mermaid would be a tribute to, to his life. And, 
And so <clears throat> I, I highly recommend this documentary as well. It's actually quite good because I'm in musicals, Little Shop of Horrors is probably one of my favorite because oh, it's, it's great. It's it's really out there and it, it, it's like the yeah, it, I like anti like musicals that end on a downer. Yeah. <laughs> because oh everyone's happy and cheery it's like no can we just do a, a musical about a, a an a, an alien plant that eats people <laughs> why not <laughs> so yeah so um i know that one and uh i've only seen like the first th- four episodes of willow because uh i wanted to get it done but it sort of wasn't really doing it for me it was right. it was very slow paced and uh, i only just watched the um uh movie not too long ago and that one's all right um it's it's not my not one of my favorites it's it definitely slow to get going and once it once it kicks in it was really good and the and the final act was was a huge bit of fun as well. It's good old eighties dark fantasy weirdness <laughs> with stop motion animation and and shit like that. So, mm. um, yeah. So maybe I'll watch the rest of it in my own means. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, there was no official release, so right. you, there's there's no other way. So you. You're tying my hands, Disney. Yeah. I'm going to, I may or may not, I'm not saying I will do something illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it's funny because it's like if a lot of these shows were streaming originals and they're not available on DVD, like, are they, are they going to die? Like, are these these shows going, are they dead now? Like, dead, dead? Like, are they going to be lost to the ages? Like... Well, officially, it's called lost media, but you, right. there's still means to get them. Okay. Like Song in the South, yeah, <laughs> is semi still available. Right. You just need the know-how. I mean, it's like the uh, it's it's like the Star Wars Holiday Special. Everyone's seen it, and it was only like shown once. Yeah, true. So it's a bit. So it's a bit like that. It's media that's been lost, but still, still, there are means. There are means. There is an internet that exists that lets us acquire things. Where there's Wi-Fi, there's a way. Exactly. Exactly. Anywho's. All right. I think that is done, Dillion, um, for nerdy news for this week, which means it's now time to. Roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Hey, yeah, yes, it is a trailer park time, which uh, means we have some pretty cool trailers to discuss, starting with, of course, the one that broke the internet this week, and that is our first full trailer for Bobby. Um, yes, so this was very, very good. I really like this trailer. Um, it definitely shows us, like, we know what the story is now, I suppose, is our story trailer where we find out what the premise of the film is. So basically something's going wrong with Barbie and she uh, has to try and figure it out and um, unhinged looking Kate, um, <laughs> Kate McKinnon <laughs> sends her into the... um. 
uh, yeah, sends her into the real world with some Birkenstocks. Very funny. Um, I did like the gag about the flat feet. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. Uh, mm-hmm. That was funny. Um, yeah, and so then, of course, Ryan Gosling's Ken's tagging along for the ride and they're entering the real world together and um, and then Mattel is out to stop them because, for some reason, this spells doom and gloom for them. So something, some kind of commentary with, you know, big business, capitalism, yada, 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 I imagine. Um, something very witty and wonderful going on. Um, I did enjoy the part of the trailer where, like, they're doing that very fun sort of dance number and then all of a sudden Barbie's like says something to the effect of like do you ever think about death (laughs) with this like big smile on her face I'm like oh I'm gonna like this movie I'm gonna gonna like this movie a lot I thought that was that was fantastic it made me think of the 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 ghost thing from Mario the nihilistic (laughs) white uh, thing I keep the the star the star bit yeah it's a star it's not a ghost it's a it's a star okay come on the- you've never played Super Mario who Galaxy no 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 this you don't play you don't you don't watch animation and you don't play games hey I watch animation now more than I used to so I'm one up. <laughs> well, no, I'll t- yeah. you know, we'll take the wins where we can get them um. Yes, anyway, so this, yeah, it was a good trailer. It was it was fun. Um, I'm very curious by this movie. I'm, I can't wait to watch it. It just looks great. Um, they teased a soundtrack being released as well, so that's going to have some interesting choices of music on there, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to what those will be. Hopefully not all Top 40 trash, but we'll see. Probably will be. Um... What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And I just really like... Literally since the trailer dropped, it's been trending every day on Tumblr because there's a specific shot in this trailer that shows you Barbie and Ken having their mug shots taken. And yeah. that has now become a new meme template oh. on, on Tumblr to the point hmm. where people have literally drawn um, all these different characters... Like, oh, I can't show you because I don't have my camera's not working. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, no. <laughs> um, like Spider Man and Deadpool. So like Spider Man's Barbie and Deadpool is Ken pulling the, the smiley face. Ah, um, oh, so duos. Yeah, duos like that. Oh. Um, a lot of anime characters I don't get. Um, <laughs> one was Kate Bishop as Barbie and Clint Barton as as Ken. Which I thought that was funny. Um, Lex Luthor as Barbie and the Joker as Ken. Um, and then there was a couple of Zelda ones, if I can find them. Yeah. Zelda, Zelda, Zelda as, as Barbie and Link as Ken. Looks pretty funny. Uh, Joel, Last of Us, Joel as Barbie and Ellie as Ken. Um, yeah. Lots of funny... Making a face. Making a face. Yeah, lots of funny um, memes. So it's, yeah, it's the new meme template, so it's quite quite amusing. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, this movie looks fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. Um, Mike, what did you make of it? Oh, actually, before I, I do that, we skip over Fulia. She left us a lovely comment on this one. She says, uh, wow, that is all. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be watching this, she says. So, yes, good. We'll go see it together, Fulia. Um, yeah, 
And then you'll be watching Oppenheimer. Yes, literally. I love how they're coming out the same day. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, wonderful. Michael, what did you think of this trailer? Uh, I really, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I said before, I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Hell yeah. And a l- little bit more than Oppenheimer. <laughs> Fair enough. Because it, it looks like, and <clears throat> coming from the tra- trailer, it, it definitely feels like uh, Barbie is not the main character. It's sort of dealing with uh, Barbie and how other people have relationships with Barbie, like uh, like the men, uh, like the uh, business people only see Barbie as a commodity, and and um, when Barbie is like meeting like the schoolgirls, is like, well, I haven't played with you since I was five, so maybe their relationship between Barbie as well and and Ken's just there for the ride because it's Ken <laughs> and and he will be the 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 uh comedy highlight maybe and yeah and it had and I don't think it'll uh go for like the top 40 stuff because um one choice of music like at the end is all kind of music uh, uh, that that bit that that song I can't mm. remember the artist's name forgive me but the, that song was actually part of a meme that came out not too long ago with with uh, um, uh, with uh, Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal in that se- scene where they're doing acid and driving <laughs> the car and where where you, where you had um, uh, Nick Cage just just with a greasy just a greasy look just looking at it like, uh, uh, and and Pedro was just having a time of his life just uh. <laughs> and I was like that's an interesting choice uh, of having that that song because in the zeitgeist it was that meme so mm, maybe there's like a little bit of a connection there maybe maybe they're on a trip and one of them's having a good time and one's not. I'm talking Barbie and Ken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, like the Tumblr meme. Nicholas Cage is Barbie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Pedro Pascal is, is Ken. Gold. So, yep. so that's interesting. That and I'll good. definitely be watching this. And when is it coming out on the same day as Oppenheimer? Yes, on the same day as Oppenheimer, which is the 20th of July, we can see Barbie in the cinemas. Yeah. Christopher Nolan said he'll never work for WB ever again. And yeah. WB is sort of saying, hey, you sure? <laughs> Are you sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? Buddy. Now, that's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that show? What show? Uh, it's a show on Netflix uh, called I Think You Should Leave. Oh. That's the name of the show. I've, look, I kind of want to watch it, but I've also, like, I've heard about it that it's, like, <laughs> uncomfortable. Very particular. Uncomfortable yes. cringe comedy, and I don't know if I can stand <laughs> that, but I would be curious to give it a go if I was maybe watching it with people, but I don't know if I want to watch it by myself. As stupid <laughs> as that sounds. I don't know. Well, I find it funny. You find That's it funny. That's my recommendation. Nice. <laughs> it's like all the all the skits are pretty much uh, are like that. Yeah. It's, 
with the mentality of, I think you should leave. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Really funny though. Yeah. And a lot of, and like guest stars and it was like great. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Definitely the, like that old barista guy from Ant-Man and Ant-Man, the Wasp and Quantumania. Oh, okay. Thank you, Spider-Man. Thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah. He's in it for some reason, so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and Will Forte. Oh, that's my favourite. That's my favourite one from the first season where Will Forte's character is... He's like this creepy old guy on on a plane sitting next to this couple and and um, <laughs> and, and and he's like saying, Hey... You you having a good you having a good time going on holiday? Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Well, I don't think you're gonna have a good time because I know you. Do you remember? Do you remember thirty years ago, a plane a plane trip to 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 Sydney? It's like yeah, I was like eight weeks old. <laughs> it's like yeah, you were the crying baby. <laughs> Is that, and I'm getting my kumamut, and you're getting your kumamuts right now. It took me years to find you, and years to set up this meeting, because it's very hard to get two seats next to each other and all this shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's fun. 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 And 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 you sure about that? You sure about that? Is is from that show. <laughs> and that's my roundabout way of saying go see Barbie. Go see Barbie. Twentieth of July. Do it. Uh, alrighty. Well, um a next trailer is a very much a teaser trailer. Um, but a good one at that. This is our first look at the uh film adaptation of the game Five Nights at Freddy's. Ooh. Oh. Um I'm really down and keen for this one. Looks great. (laughs) I never played the game. And that's just, again, that's probably just more of a, I'm not a gamer, so I haven't played it. Um, Because, you know, I love my horror. Um, So I'm definitely watching this movie. And it just looks like there's there's just a slight unsettled vibe to it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. how how they kind of frame it with the... um, you know the the video the 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 I can't think of the right word for what kind of video it is the instructional video sort of thing the introductory you're watching this because you're the security guard that's gonna have to look Shit. after like I like that whole that kind of a, a f- use as like a framing thing <laughs> device for the for the trailer I think it was really cool and there's the way so it- you're a new employee <laughs> at this knockoff Chuck E Cheese yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's cool. I, I like that. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then I, I love that song, Talking in Your Sleep. Um, it's a f- brilliant song. They use that in Stranger Things as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's very fitting here. Um, and, I, and I'm a fan of Josh Hutchison as well, who's the lead in this. Mm. He's, you know, of course, we, we know him most for being in the Hunger Games movies, but he's been in a bunch of stuff and... He's um, had a very, very interesting career. Um, and he's, yeah, super talented guy. So um, I, I'm keen to see him in this one. And, yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. So hopefully when we get a, a proper full trailer, gives us a better look at what's going on, then um, 
I might make up my mind for sure then, but I've, I'm definitely, definitely interested in it for sure. Um, yeah. Good to see, hopefully, a trend of good video game adaptations, but, you know, we'll see how that lasts with this. Mm. Um, yeah. What did you make of it, Mike? Yeah, Blumhouse has got their work cut out for them yeah. to please everyone, including gamers, which, you know, very particular in the way they're... Where, where they want their adaptations because they're already they're already complaining at the the eyes of the animatronics is like seriously guys shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> shut your and yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah this this uh movie has been in the works for years and I know of uh, Friday Nights at Freddy's because I've been online for far too long <laughs> and threw off most off if mooses that um mm. that I've seen people play it and it it looks hard and it looks scary very minimalistic scary sort of things just jump scares and that and yeah I'll give it a go uh, just to complete the the the, the thing of uh game game adaptations as well and also uh, in the trailer uh, he's there as well and i knew he was in it before anyone else uh matthew lillard is in it. Ah, shaggy himself nice uh playing a character uh yeah so that's going to be fun and yeah it's 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 They've got their work cut out for them for people who who enjoy it, and horror people as well. So it's it's, it's yeah, can't wait. When's this coming? Oh out? yes, well October. Yes, it is. Thankfully, this is a horror movie actually coming out in the horror month. Thank God, because there's too many of these that don't do that these days for some reason. But uh, you can watch Five Nights at Freddy's just in time for Halloween when it re- releases on the 26th of October. Mm. Yes. Um, All right, we got one more trailer to talk about, and that would be the trailer uh, for our first look at the new and upcoming Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, Yes, so this one recently had its debut at the Cannes Film Festival and was received rather well, which was nice. Um, and yeah, it looks like it's, you know, it's based on true events. It's Mm -hmm. tackling a a story, uh, that follows, um, you know, the very fraught relations between white America and native America, um, back in, um, I'm guessing it's the, like the twenties, maybe, uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. Let me just confirm that. Um, yeah. I think it's the 20s. Yeah, it is 1920s. No. I got it right. Um, there you go. Yeah. So the yeah the, ba- the premise of the movie reads on IMDb, members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 20s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. Um, yeah. I wonder if that's who De Niro is playing. Because De Niro is in this. No, he's not playing. He's not playing. Oh, no. Like maybe J. Edgar Hoover was like n- was like around during the thirties, so oh, okay. it will be a very young J. Edgar. Ah, okay. So it doesn't look like he's in the movie anyway, but that's all right. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so the trailer doesn't tell you that, so um, which is fine, but you can kind of tell that there's uh, there's some unease and some tension going on. Um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is leading this one, um, you know, going going full Leo in the trailer. Um, looks good, you know. De Niro's here as well, Jesse Plemons. Um, Brendan Fraser is in this movie. Nice to see him um, in this as well, of course. Um, John Lithgow is here as well. Um, and a oh. wonderful cast full of very talented Native American actors too. So, yeah, it's just a... It just looks amazing. Like, it's Martin Scorsese. I mean, what else do you expect? Um, yeah, he's an icon for a reason. Where, you know, regardless of his feelings on superhero movies, um, <laughs> uh, he's a fantastic filmmaker. Well, they're all going to go downhill ever since after uh, Guardians 3. So, you know, <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this looks this looks really, really good. Um uh, it's a really well cut and edited trailer. Um, you know, the the music is the right amount of unsettling the 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 dialogue that um, Leo delivers. Like, you know, can you spot the wolf in this picture? Sort of thing. Um, I I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'm very very curious about this one. It looks fantastic. I can't really say much else. Um, but it is three and a half hours long. So this is yeah. gonna be. A interesting viewing session, uh, whether or not it's on the big screen or if you choose to watch it on Apple TV Plus, because it's going to be on both formats for your con- Ooh, your okay. your consumption. Yeah, so you can watch it all in one go at the cinema, or you can watch it in chunks at, at your leisure at home if you want. Which is a bit dangerous because I still haven't finished Irish. <laughs> yeah, <movie. laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> no. Uh, whoops. Mm. Funny. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this. Um, Michael, what did you make of it? It looks really, really good. Mm. Um, he, he, he knows how to cinema. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah. And it's, dare I say first time we're seeing his two main actor guys in the same, in the same movie. I mean, it's either, it's either De Niro or it's, uh, Shit, DiCaprio, um, but never in the sa- same movie, which is going to be interesting and awesome. Mm. Uh, of having these powerhouses of, of like different eras of Martin Scorsese's career, it's, it start pretty much starts with De Niro and goes all all the way up to having like um, uh, DiCaprio in the like the. In the nineties and then onwards, and and like gangs of gangs of New York, and then and then all, all the way up to uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and just having them together is like and having a big epic. And I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but you said in the description this is sort of the um, the uh, the birth of the FBI uh, in America. Because of this incident, and uh, it's all to do with with um, native land rights as well as um, uh, oil as well mm-hmm. being on the land. I mean, you get to see them in the trailer when they're dancing in the oil, and it's like a mm. it's sort of like a big celebration slash uh, ritual sort sort of thing. And then and then white man goes, 
That's oil in, in them hills. We can take that. <laughs> uh, uh, we can't take it the people living there. Who cares? Iraq, fucking go in there. You know, America's going to America. America is going to America. So it's going to be awesome. Mm. And yeah, three and a half hours. Definitely, definitely we'll have a pee break. And I'll probably not go into the cinemas i'm sorry but my time is valuable and i'll watch it in different stints i'll i'll, I'll leave for a day but i'll definitely have like different breaks I'll, I'll watch it like a tv show yeah essentially essentially as you said it was uh, this is the same length as parks and Rec, so of the first season of parks and Rec. so uh, this is good this is good um exercise for me hmm. to get my attention for th- three and a half hours great so so when is this going to get dropped into cinemas and on apple plus on apple plus well you can watch killers of the flower moon um on the 19th of october ah hmm 19th no 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 19 <laughs> Yep. 19. 19. Alrighty. Nice. That's the trailer park portion of Tis. the show done, which means now it's time mm. for the what? moment. Oh. The segment. Oh, my. The section. What's going to happen? The part. Fully The place. Who's going to say The this? spot. <laughs> We're never going to know. The thing in the show we like to call. Insert Philia going popcorn culture. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Yes, it's popcorn culture time. Um, and yeah, so Mike and I are going to uh, be discussing, um, maybe with some slight spoilers. Um, I suppose we'll just see how the discussion goes. So, spoiler warning, just in case. But we're going to talk about our thoughts on the third season of Ted Lasso. Um, sure how it's been so far any predictions for the finale which is happening this week um which very much does feel like the end of the show as they have said it will be um mm. especially because the or certain characters or at least certain characters yes they've said yeah yeah but i yeah <clears throat> i think it might be the end of the show especially because the 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 last the last episode is called so long farewell uh <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, and if Fulia was here, she would say, "Ah, oh, that's that, that's taken from Mash." Uh, <laughs> nice. It just makes me think of the sound of music, but that's that's me. <laughs> oh, so long for a while. Maybe yeah, the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, it still works. It's all good. Um, cool. So season three, Ted Lasso, um, has definitely been an interesting season. I mean, I don't know if it's fair to say. The weakest of the three so far, maybe? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. Um, it definitely uh, definitely had like a bit of a jolt. It's like, oh, where's this going? Mm. I, I watched season one and two like in one full swing and I just it just went really great. And then seeing these episodes systematically so, so it probably killed it for me. It's like, oh, okay, where are we going? That joke didn't really land well with me, but it definitely is sort of spiraling into something else now that we're ramping up to the ending. Mm. It definitely is, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because that's the one thing we've kind of been saying as we've been watching it and talking about it briefly on the podcast is like, where's this going? What's it building towards? Um, you know, what are they, you know, what choices are they making with certain characters sort of thing? And um, it just kind of feels like, yeah, they're just heading towards a conclusion of, you know, especially I think for me, the two two main characters, or maybe even three, you could stretch it to three characters in here that have had the most growth and change over the show, and that would be Ted, uh, mm. Nate, and Jamie, I think, um, are probably the, th- yeah. the three biggest characters in terms of, like, change and, and development um, with their stories. Um, yeah, Ted, Ted, I think, has probably had the... <sighs> I don't know. He's had some attention paid to him this season, um, but he hasn't, like, there's been some interesting things with his character, but, like, not, I don't know. There's been more, I think there's been more focus on some of the other characters in the show. This Yeah, especially especially later half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Ted, Ted has sort of done a backseat sort of thing. Yeah, he has, which is, which is fine, I suppose, because you know it's it's a good chance for the other characters to kind of shine and and grow and changes, as well. Um, like, um, oh, what's his bloody name? Which one? Uh, the one who came out. Oh, I've, yeah, I've forgotten his Welsh guy. <laughs> yeah, Colin. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, that. Yeah, those episodes, that story with him, I I really liked, um, and I didn't mm. didn't expect or see that coming, um, and his his bond with Trent Crim, um, I really adore very much, and get just getting to have Trent Crim around more now, yeah, has been great. Having a character all to himself, instead of just every time they're in a press junket. Yeah, he's like he's not <laughs> better Trent. Yeah, I love that. It's like that's so <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's more than just Trent Krim the Independent. Like he's, you know, he has a whole depth to him now and like I just, you know, he kind of felt like this stone-faced reporter and then now this season he's kind of been given, you know, a heart he's and kind of, feelings. He's kind and, of come out. And he's come out, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um so he's he's wonderful. So I've really enjoyed enjoyed that. Um yeah. And then and then the stuff with Jamie has been really interesting too like just mm. you know, especially the most recent episode was wow. That was Yeah. That was intense. Um but very very well done. Um yeah, I really like where Jamie has gone from. And now to where he is, um, I didn't expect that at all. Um, not that I thought he'd always stay an asshole that was arrogant and up himself, but it's just, it's nice to see someone go from being an antagonist to, a, you know, sort of a protagonist and you actually, you're invested in them and you care about them. and Growth, character growth. The growth is just amazing. Um, mm. And then, yeah, and then the big one, which is uh, I want to ask you, um, Mike about is um, Nate of course um, mm. because one of the biggest shocks of season two was um, seeing Nate go down this dark rabbit hole of you know egotistical arrogance and um, just thinking that he's hot shit because 
he's gone from kit man to assistant coach and like he's you know given been given this nickname of the wonder kid and all this stuff and then he gets poached by West Ham so it's like it's just all very and then like this you know the footage obviously of him in the in the locker room tearing down the believe sign um that was intense um and yeah intense for the for the team as well very intense for the team holy shit their reaction was was something else but just to see you know them really make you hate nate (laughs) you know Mm. like they made you hate him like he was the worst person that you didn't want anything good to happen to and now we're getting towards the end of the season and they've turned him around um and he's you know kind of been to the dark places and seen things and realized that's not him. Thank God. Yeah, I don't want to be Rupert. <laughs> I don't want to be Rupert. Oh my God. That moment, not like not this week, but the previous episode when he made the decision to not stay at the bar. Yeah. I was screaming at the TV. I was like, leave, leave, leave. <laughs> and then he did. And I was like, thank God. Um, yeah. Cause like, I didn't want, I didn't want anything good for him, but now I'm like, you know, he's he's got out of West Ham. He he's you know him and Jade are together, and it's so cute. And like now, and now he's <laughs> going back to Richmond. It seems so. It's just, it's yeah, it's it's crazy how the show makes you give a fuck about these characters. There's just the care, yeah. the care that's spent with them. But yeah, I wanted to ask you, Mike, what you thought of all of the development um, of all of these characters on this season, and like especially Nate, because I know you've been wondering, like. <clears throat> whether or not it's possible for them to make us care about him after what he did to the to the team at Richmond. Oh, I think so because sometimes sometimes you like at the end of the second season it definitely is like uh not the hero's journey but the opposite. Yeah. Um and him falling is like, oh, okay, so this is where where they're going Ted sort of created his own worst enemy um, but that wasn't the case because Ted knew more about that time where, where Nate went berserk and he had to you know basically camp out under a desk mm. <laughs> so, so he is a pathetic character mm. and pathetic character does pathetic things yeah and I don't know. It's I. I probably need to watch this as a whole to actually make me feel as like if his comeuppance uh, has happened. I mean, essentially, he's lost everything mm. uh, after he he rejected um, Rupert at the bars, at the bars, and he and Rupert sort of summed it up as like, ah, oh, I can't trust you anymore. Fired. Mm. And he lost everything, including his place and his car. And that's just, he has to break down. He no break down. He had to had to had to disassemble his entire life to to the basic level of going back to going back to your parents, which is a, a big thing for a character to do, and also making uh, making comeuppance, uh, making. Um, amendments to his family, uh, as well as and 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 having uh, a girlfriend like his first girlfriend. Hmm. He's, he's, uh, 
I mean, that's sweet. I mean, mm. I take it or leave it. I mean, and but her being uh, helping him being like his conscience really, and say and yeah, you're a good waiter, but you're not happy, and you and you were happy when you were with Richmond, and it sort of goes on to what my theory is for the for the rest of the. Um, guys in the previous in the next episode but <clears throat> i think i think after ever like like at the start of the uh, last episode where the um the team like the, the main team um hierarchy like the captain and all, all that coming into the restaurant saying hey we want you back and then and then it's like I, I only come back if Ted says it's okay. And so, he, like he he's he's learnt his lesson to to um, he's learnt his lesson uh, from I can't really go for what I want, which is pretty much go back to Richmond. Mm. But but it it should be under other people's terms because Ted is head coach. And he was little coach, but there, there was a, there was definitely a, a, a power struggle there, and maybe, yeah, it all. It, I don't want to dwell into um, what I think the next episode is going to be, but I think mm-hmm. there's something more to do with Nate and Ted and Roy and Beard. And having yeah. basically swallowing his pride, and and we did learn a lot about his story, and I did tear up from that because oh wow yeah like Beard is sort of like my favorite character because hmm. he he has he he has had the less character growth throughout the inter- three three seasons yeah like we sort of know where he's coming from he's he's basically friends with uh, Ted forever and now. His story is basically that, and and yeah, and him basically saying, "Well, Ted's a good man," and he said, "You can come back if I say it's okay, and I say it's okay." So essentially, it should be trust with everyone on that team. And that's what I sort of love about this show. Mm. It definitely gave me, like, I'm not the biggest sporting nut, like, ever. I, I, for a time, I thought sport was stupid. But I can, it definitely turned me around and say, like, oh, this, this is the reason why people watch, watch foot, well, watch sport. It's the, cor- it's, the, it's the relationships that you have with the sport as well as the relationship relationship that you have with the team you need like a team effort and everyone gets that mm. you need to be a team to actually succeed and and that's what this um ragtag of of football guys <laughs> getting together and playing good football and yeah they're gonna win at the end <laughs> or otherwise they're, they're, they're gonna lose and it'll just be bittersweet and yeah, yeah, Ted will go home and give the reins to Beard. 
maybe. Or Nate. Or Roy. Or Nate. Or Nate. Yeah, I was thinking either Nate, but I think uh, there needs to be something else. Like, then that just is giving Nate everything he wants. Yeah, true. True. Rewarding the bad behavior, sort of. Yeah, I think there's still more to do with that. I think I think he'll probably be offered and he'll say, no, no, I'm not ready. And so okay. he may, he'll may give, give it to Roy, maybe. Because I don't think he'll give, give it to um, Beard because I think Beard will follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, like, if Ted's leaving, Beard's leaving. Like, I don't think you can separate the two of them like that. Mm. So, or he has found love. He has. And he'll stay. Yeah, true. There's also that, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm. We'll see what that means. Yeah. No. Um, so is that my roundabout way of saying I love this show? Yeah, absolutely. It's a fanta- uh, the, fantastic show. Normal people have got it right. This is a good show. Um, hmm. Yeah. I'll touch on Jamie as well. Yeah, please. Um, I like his story because mm. I definitely see me like when I was younger and ha- and dealing with like father figures and all that and how ha- and how you are not an extension of your father and and how even going back home helps uh, just to recalibrate just to reorganize your own thought process and all that i don't get that and i do find it a bit weird that i did notice that his mum kind of looks like keely (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) did you notice that because i did (laughs) i i i didn't really notice that i just I, i noticed obviously she was dressed in a very you know interesting manner not befitting probably someone of her age but you know she looks amazing but i didn't put the you're you're right because you know she she definitely does have similar attributes physically to keely in the way she presents herself so that's a good point yeah <laughs> and that's a issue all to itself but, yeah. <laughs> and and having and having keely on your as a poster and and yeah oh, that was gold <laughs> although <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah i kind of want to i kind of want to see how many um like how many people started writing fan fiction just based on the fact that like jamie's you know literally has the two people he had on his has on his wall he has them in his room <laughs> like just yeah i don't know i was getting vibes there were vibes but I, that's just me and my and my sordid brain. <laughs> nah, it's just you. You want to see Roy and Keely get get back together? Yeah, and that was yeah their their little conversation that they had. Um, well, because I thought they already were back together. Because like they didn't they like last episode wasn't it kind of a given that you know because he walked in wearing a dressing gown that meant that they they hooked up. But I suppose that doesn't mean they got back together. It just means that they hooked up. No, I don't know. It means they hooked up. It doesn't mean they got back still together. Be- yeah, it can still be a mistake in your head. It's like, well, what is this? Uh, I think, and it is a bit weird being in your teammates and former lovers' room, mm. uh, childhood room, where you, <laughs> you on your poster. Yeah, that was gold. Uh, 
So, yeah, it, the situation was a bit uh, weird and I didn't really get a vibe of, oh, this is a this is a scenario that you see on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm just trying to think what else. Um, oh, you know, actually, what's something that's like really small that they, they've done that I really, I think for, for some reason, I don't know why, I kind of like it and I kind of hate it at the same time. But um, it is like that, isn't it? It is. It's. It is, but it's it's um. <laughs> Danny and Van Dam. Or. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the whole like you know we get this like they're best mates like they're buddies they they get along fine and as soon as they're on opposing teams the real Danny comes out and he tur- <laughs> like basically cold shoulder goes all villain on um on him and it's just why are they doing this um but it's been fun to kind of see like van damme be like oh you know i'm gonna wear this mask now to protect my face and just the the way that like you know they as soon as they get back to to richmond danny's fine and like being all smiley, smiley, and then and and Van Damme's just like, you are terrifying. Don't look at me. Um, it's weird. It's funny. It's kind of like it makes me laugh, but at the same time, it also is kind of like, this is weird behavior and is not being acknowledged by anyone. No, no. <laughs> so I don't know. How do you feel about it? I'm not sure either. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like mm, it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint. Um, yeah, it's funny, but you, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, mm. it's like, I think, I think I don't like it because it is turning a character into a robot where they need, need to do this certain task. And then all of a sudden they switch back, back to what they were <sighs> weird. And it's, and it's too foregone to actually like venture into that sort of dynamic. Especially if it's uh, the penultimate episode. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, it's kind of weird. It didn't really fit well. And another thing that didn't really fit well with me until um, they went into it uh, with Jamie. Uh, mm-hmm. ja- Jamie, at the start of the episode, um, you can tell, you can, they pretty much say he's there's, there's, there's something up, there's something wrong, and he doesn't, mm. know, that, doesn't know how to to uh, express himself until he does express himself and it was sort of played for laughs and like him breaking down and crying yeah. and all that and I thought I don't but Ted Lasso the show is, is sort of does tackle with like like mental illness and 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 mental breaks and you decided now to make uh, a grown man cry a joke. <laughs> um, okay. But they do sort of expand into it. It's like, well, he's, he's pretty much a child, still a child in a man's body. Mm. And he's still sorting out stuff until, until the very end where he's, where, where he works out that, it doesn't really matter if I need approval from my dad. So 
I'm guessing that's all right. It's just that first bit. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. you made a joke about that, and then it it continues on, continues on. So I can sort of get away with that. I sort of like excuse that sort of behavior and choice of writing. Yeah, yeah, I kind of and how yeah. and how Roy has to deal with a crying Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I need. I suppose I probably need Keely back in. And yeah, their dynamic as well. So. Maybe that was a way to get yeah. her back, back into the the story a bit. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you're not wrong. You make a good point that they, yeah, they kind of, yeah, went down a, a questionable route, uh, with handling it. But it kind of, I think, by the time the episode was done, yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked well. It enough. settled itself down. It did. Yeah. It did. It was, and it was was the main sort of. Uh, story arc within the episode. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and I did like how, you know, right at the end, like, you know, you know, because we get this whole thing of, like, Jamie's freaking out because he's like, oh, my dad's here somewhere and I can't find him and, you know, I know he's out there and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we get that, you know, just quick mention of, you know, if, if only his dad was here, he'd be so proud to, you know, to see this. And then the camera shows us, like his dad's actually somewhere. It seems like he's in some kind of um, re- in a psych ward, in a psych ward or right. or rehab or something. He's gotten the help that he's mm. he he sorely needed, and he's watching his son play for the enemy team. Um, but you know, doing a very honourable thing, and um, like he's got a smile on his face. And like that was that was really nice. Mm. Like it's closure without being blatantly obvious. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It didn't go over the top with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, and another thing, story-wise, that they've been hinting at a little bit recently, which I found very interesting, because I thought they were leaving this behind, but they keep going back to it, so I'm like, hmm. Um, is there, obviously, the uh, relationship between um, Rebecca and Sam? They keep exchange. Mm. They keep exchanging glances um, uh, across the across crowded rooms and, and 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 smiles in hallways and and I'm like, oh yeah, once once is is fine. Yeah, you know, we have to remind the audience that they were a thing. Um, but then they've done it a couple of times now, and I'm just wondering if it's building towards something that's going to happen in the finale because as like unexpected as their pairing was i actually kind of really liked it as it was happening because it just seemed yeah it just seemed really genuine and and like and just positive like it was just it was just a good vibe um but um so i'm just yeah i'm curious as to what they might be thinking about the two of them um plus i mean you know there's not much more they can do with with sam and like you know they've done all the stuff with his restaurant and um which has been really good and like, and he having his dad come in um, as well. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Rebecca and Sam? What do you think? Do you think it's building towards something? I assume so. Otherwise they would just stop, stop doing that. Yeah. So like every little thing probably leads to something or there, there's probably going to be like a time jump. And yeah, maybe because one of the, 
Yeah, because one of the things that they can't be together is because she's his boss and that dynamic is problematic no matter which way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and that... And I suppose that's the main thing. Either Rebecca likes, either stops becoming um, the owner and gives it to someone, uh, or um, Sam decided decides, you know what, I've got my restaurant now, and I can retire because no way in hell can I be on the um, uh, uh, on the oh dear. Uh, Nigerian. That's it. Nigerian team, because you know he's got his he's got his problems there that he won't be able to do anything. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So either way, someone's losing a job. <laughs> yeah, to lose a job to be with the one you love. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's Nate true. becomes the owner. Uh, yeah, I like that a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah, Nate becomes the owner and Roy becomes head coach. Yeah, no, that works. Because I think, you know, because they're kind of... The way they've done the storyline with Rebecca this season in her relationship with, you know, Rupert and having them, like, Rupert have, like, a moment for some reason where he thought he could kiss her and that and how she rejected him, which was handled really well. And, and then yes. you've had all the stuff with, like, you know, just Rupert in general trying to get his claws into Nate and all of that shit and still getting his claws into Rebecca even though they're not, you know, they're still, you know, not together and all this mm. stuff. And and then this week's episode ended with, you know, Rupert's, um, you know, I think, I can't remember if they got married, but, you know, Bex and then and his secretary show up at Rebecca's doorstep um, wanting to, you know, talk to her about obviously what's been going on so i think a nice kind of way to close rebecca's storyline would be because you know she she the reason she brought ted into the league was you know to get back at rupert uh and sink the team you know that she now owned so like yeah to sabotage the team yeah so like as a way to kind of for, Mm. for her to move on with her life would be to leave richmond behind as well maybe yeah, because mm. <laughs> what was it? When ah yeah, are we going to talk about the final final ending, where Rebecca, when her and Ted sort of have their <laughs> meet every year, yeah, and she had nothing. It's like well, the main purpose of, as you said, was to sabotage, but I don't want to sabotage because I love this. Love this thing, so what's the point of me being here? And Ted mm. I think I know I think I know what he's gonna say. And I've I've been so alluding to it. Oh yeah. No, I I yeah, I think yeah, when he said, Okay, I've got something to say and that was that I'm like, Okay, he's leaving, he's going home because there's like the that scene Fuck, man, that scene, I know it would have affected you too, but, like, that scene with his mum where he comes home mm-hmm. and he's just like, thank you and fuck you. Like, he takes on what Jamie said and puts it in his own words and does it in such a powerful way that drives home the point of, like, you know, you can't just show up 
I love you, but you can't just show up like this and not talk to me, you know, not speak to me about what's going on. And then the fact that it was like, I'm here because your son misses you. And it's just like, fuck, it hits Ted like a freight train and he breaks. And it's, oh, it's just devastating to see. So like they've brought that in for me anyway. They've brought that in to lead to the fact that he's like, no, I'm... I got to leave. Like my son is most important. That's been the one thing that's been bugging him this season has been his relationship with his son has been the one thing on his mind the entire time. So it makes all the sense in the world for him to go. I, I, you know, I'm divorced and you know, my ex-wife has moved on and that's been a struggle, but I have to be there for my son regardless. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much no matter what happens in this in the finals, mm. if we win or lose, he's out. I'm going. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I'll talk talk about this. Yeah, um, yeah. Son and mum dynamic. Um, for for a bit, I thought she was going to say something else. Like, I, I've got a terminal illness. So yeah, that's... This is, like, yeah. a last chance. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to probably allude to that. But Same. It, it, I suppose that was the red herring. And then mm. it, it's just the natural solution, natural um, reason why she is there is because uh, mum wants to keep the family together. Mm. And that's what she does, yep. being a mum. She needed to keep everything together, even after the death of a husband and father. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely had that sort of relationship with mum. Um. Like, I have said "fuck you" to mum, like before. Right. And there are many reasons for why, and there's many reasons why it's uncalled for. But if anything that Ted Lasso has, uh, has done is, if you need it, go to therapy. Yeah. Because th- there's no use, ho- ho- no use like keeping this shit bottled up because you can't. It'll just eat you up inside, and it'll even if you're the most happiest go lucky guy in all hmm. Tennessee, um, Tennessee. I can't remember. Mis- Missouri. Missouri. Kansas City. Yeah, Missouri. Um, <laughs> you're still suffering from the inside, and the reason why you took, took up this job is to run away, basically. Run away from your problems. Run away from a failing marriage and and stuff. So, mm. and having this conversation with his mum de- definitely c- clings it. It's like family's, family is more important than shit that you need to do from... Over on the other side of the world. Yep. Hmm. That's it. It's weird. Hmm. Um, it's weird that there is writing on the wall of what's going to happen. And I could be wrong, or we could be wrong, something else. But it's just the main conclusion. Yeah, it is. It's all leading up to this sort of thing mm-hmm. where everyone's going to be exactly where they need to be. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 
And it's going to... Good show. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Yeah, hell yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be amazing. Um, and heartbreaking and wholesome and just everything that Ted Lasso has been over the past three seasons. Um, it, what's really amazing is I'm watching them play soccer and actually getting excited and being worried at the same time of <laughs> actually watching it, watching a game. Yeah. Which is bizarre. It's like, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm following a team in football. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Why am I well invested? Done. Yeah, I know. Hats off. Well done. Hats off to you made, them. You made me care. You made me care about sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, it's probably the, the best um, sports-related you know, content of any kind of yeah. thing out there, really. It's just, yeah, it's just, mm. it's just fantastic. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I think unless there's anything else we need to touch on, I think that's a pretty good place to end it. Yeah. I'm going to miss this show. But I'm very grateful for his existence and glad that it's not overstaying its welcome. No. Yep. Yeah. Always, always leave people wanting, or even, or even the opposite. Um, keep them satisfied. It's like it's, I just, I just want a satisfied ending, and I think they, they are going to, they are going to succeed in that. I think so too. And if there's and if there's going to be like spin-offs, it's like yeah, okay, I can I can do, I can do that, I can do that, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm happy maybe, maybe because I, I saw like um, uh, Jason Zadegas do hot ones, and how hmm. there's <laughs> there's always like the opposite as well as a stuffy English guy going over and doing gridiron in America. Hmm. <laughs> It's like, well, there's there's always a chance. Anything is a possibility. Anything is a possibility. Yeah, that could be that mm. could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. Um All right. That'll do it. We're done. Hmm. Um those are our thoughts on the third season of Ted Lasso and now, you know, some predictions I suppose for where the story's headed come this week. I suppose the only one that we we sort of didn't touch on. Mm. Was Leslie? Oh, Higgins! Yeah, I love Higgins. He's he's yeah. he's great. Like he hasn't really had much of a character development, but like this season, I suppose the the Amsterdam episode and seeing his ta- <laughs> his jazz talents come to the fore and taking Will under yeah, his that wing awesome. that was great. Yeah. yeah, that was really really good. Um, and maybe he'll be the owner. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he will. He waited so long did. to be owner. <laughs> I really liked this week when he's like, I'm not moving. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and he'll we'll finally have the large office. He will get the large office he deserves. Yes. Yeah. Bless. And not a broom cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bless. Old episodes. Always good. Yeah. Always good. Love you, Higgins. We love your work. Mm. All right. I think that's it. Um Yes, hope you guys enjoyed listening, watching our thoughts on Ted Lasso. Um, Watching our thoughts. Watching our thoughts. I, I yes, I am. Yeah, we'll obviously come back next week and and, uh, debrief how the finale went. And if it is, in fact, the end of the show, who knows? But um, likely it is. But I suppose I'd be very surprised if we didn't 
guess anything that's going to happen. Like if we miss, the, I don't think we miss the mark much on on mm. on on some of the things we've we've thought about. So we'll see. Everything is slotting into place. I reckon it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Alrighty. The only thing that I probably don't know is if they're going to win or lose the game. Yeah, that's the yeah, I think that's the one thing that's gonna be the hardest to, to call is the outcome of the game. Yeah. yeah. Either either way. It'll, they they still win. Yeah. It'll be great. Either way. Yeah. Either way. I look forward to it. Um All right. Um thank you guys. That was Popcorn Culture. Uh hope you enjoyed. And uh yeah. That's the end of the show. We're done. It's over. Yeah. It is all good, all good and out of here. And, and that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And I don't know the rest. Um, if you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're on Twitch, you can follow us there. I don't know what the URL is for Twitch, but... Uh, yeah, Fred the Alien Productions. Yes. You can find us. Search Fred the Alien Productions on Twitch. We're on there yeah, as well. It. Give us a... Is it? What do, you, what do you do on Twitch? Follow. You follow. You follow on Twitch. Give us a follow. Yeah. Uh, subscribe on YouTube like the videos share the videos and all of that wonderful stuff i've been a kendall richardson and i've been the solo face of <laughs> michael lister <laughs> and and you, you just, just experience, experience a podcast, a podcast called, called fred, fred. remember to eat beef remember freddy lives loki dies the doctor is in and Everything's finishing up. Ted and Barry and Succession. Everything is over. Yep. Television has ended. They're on strike. Yep. <laughs> We're all on strike. No more. No more. Let's watch reruns of Hey Hey It's Saturday. Reruns till the end of time. Thank you for watching and listening. Latest gaiters. And look after yourself and your Ted Lasso help. Yes, please do. Most important. Yes. Yes. And, and see. see.